Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty at the Haggerty 10 Twitter handle, as you know, and I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. And guess who's back? Wardrobe's back. <laughs> There'll be a limited appearance because the diggers can't dig on hard ground because it's three degrees or something in East Kilbride. Very cold, but there you have it. Sean, good morning. How are you? No bad, Tony. Aye, that's uh, exactly the temperature according to Brian Roberts. He's in EPA as well. <laughs> Says that's taps half weather, though, so I don't know where you're getting your workies from. <laughs> yes, indeed. Return of the wardrobe. I hope that pleases people. But there you go. Familiar sight. <laughs> Familiar sight with Sean as well and myself doing the Celtic Way morning briefing. And first and foremost, I'll direct you to the offer that we currently have. And you subscribe to the Celtic Way and new, first new 100 subscribers will receive a limited edition A3 artwork of Carla McGregor by popular Celtic artist made by Frankie. And all you have to do is click of a button and you can get four months of unlimited. That isn't it? We've had a decent uptake on that, haven't we, so far? Aye, it's quite close to it. I said this is a joke the other day, but I might genuinely have a word and, and see, if, see if you'll do another way run. <laughs> it seems no, to be quite popular. No, all you have to do is click that button, guys. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe and we also say thank you to our new sponsors Seneca and the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video and we say thank you to them for that and their sponsorship don't we Sean? Certainly do, certainly do yeah Indeed. Now, morning to everybody. It's game day, Sean. It it's is. Match day on match night. Celtic will take on St Mirren at Celtic Park and the bandwagon moves on to league duty, Sean, after the ex exertions in the cup. Celtic mm -hmm. through to league cup final. And the manager spoke yesterday and he said there will be changes, Sean. Yep. <laughs> he promised changes. Now, when is there not, to be fair, when is there not? <laughs> when the manager says that, you might know there's curveballs are coming. But yeah, I mean, just, just looking at the two teams, Sean Celtic, they hesitate to use the words revenge, don't they? They do, but you can't help but think that it is a bit of a revenge mission because a few of the players have referenced it. Matt O'Reilly referenced it earlier in the season because he said he, it's the one that got away, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you know, the, the perfect uh, you know, uh, score and stuff like that uh, he was, it was a blip but they were all still very annoyed about that day not turning up in Paisley Bank September when they lost 2-0 mm -hmm. Grey Strip and all that Sean people read a lot into that too so yeah Can I just point out first of all Tony that thankfully you'll have noticed although somebody said there was a wee bit of a glitch there with the YouTube stream this is not BBC so, that, <laughs> yes, so, so there will be no no audio prank nonsense. Uh, just just the two dulcet tones from me and you, really, to, to amuse these people. Hopefully not. Oh, what a moment in sport that was! Unbelievable. I don't know if it was quite deserving of a front page splash in a national newspaper, right enough. But uh, do you want to explain yeah. to people what we're talking about in case it's because uh, we've got a lot of people abroad that might not be watching the BBC, although they'll probably have seen it because it went viral on uh, social media. Didn't well, it? let's just say there's a there's an <laughs> on the mobile phones sometimes when people ring it or you you go into your apps and you click a link there is what you can only be described as what well, i think alan mccoy said on talks for this one is a woman having fun or a woman having great fun 
and uh, and that noise forthwith. Guys pranked, some guys pranked Gary Lineker and the BBC boys last night, and they'd strapped a phone to the back of one of the chairs, and they had played that noise so that every time when the phone rang, that was the ringtone, and for a good 10 minutes, that you could hear that ringtone Aye. because the boys kept ringing the phone, and yeah, it was... Uh, it was a laugh to everyone else. I thought Gary Lineker, Danny Murphy and Paul Ince handled it like total pros, to be fair. They sure. did well, aye, they did well. Um, the thing is, I mean, Laura Woods pointed this out earlier on, it's different if you're on ITV or, or anywhere, really, because you can go to a break and try and figure out what's going on, but they never they never had that benefit. So they could only really go to the gantry to talk to Alan Shearer, and you can only do that so many times when you're trying to you're trying to reduce a game. Um, before it's I thought that was a brilliant so, point uh, that Laura Woods made, to be fair to aye. Yeah, I thought that was an uh, excellent point, but yeah. <laughs> Charlie McGarvey, what's your ringtone, Sean? I can assure you it's not that. <laughs> Don't worry, if you're across social media, you will see it many times because people have clipped it in. Uh, you, you can, I don't know if he enjoys the word, but uh, it's certainly, uh, to be fair to Gary Lineker, he was, <laughs> he was very magnanimous about it and said, yep, they've been done up and well done to them. And your, uh, your description, Frank Brennan says, not only it was a woman pretending to have fun. Okay, well, think okay. think when Harry met Sally, if you've seen the film, <laughs> Meg Ryan's kind of, uh, but when she's sitting beside Billy Crystal on the chair and the rest of them, think that and you're, you're on the right lines. That's what happened. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, gladly, Sean, we don't have to deal with that kind of thing, I don't think. Very childish, Tony. You would never get childish behaviour on this show. Never. <laughs> Very childish. Childish and impish, indeed. Anyway, back to Celtic Superman. And, uh, yeah, we. I mentioned the word revenge, but I think that will be the unspoken word, Sean, amongst yeah. everybody at Celtic, because they, they will still be smarting from that defeat in Paisley in September, 2-0 defeat. Celtic just never turned up that day, did they? And the manager yeah. always stresses, we turn up and play our brand of football. Mm-hmm. were difficult to beat and Celtic didn't do that that day No they didn't and I think Beach Boys is making this very point that's why he thinks revenge is the wrong word because that would make it as if the opponent yeah. were underhanded or whatever um, he says it, it was as was the Coglo's fault that day not St Marin's not the referees not anybody else's Celtic's fault basically which is, which is what you said there they didn't turn up they did not play well um, they didn't deserve it, really. I mean, I wouldn't say they get, there was a, it was a two-goal margin of victory, don't get me wrong, but they didn't they didn't play well enough to, to get it. If memory serves, was it six changes he made? I think so, I but yeah. Tati wasn't starting, O'Reilly never started. Um, I had the team up, because you'll see when we come up with predicted 11s, I've been heavily influenced by that game. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, try and, I'll try and dig it out again. Uh, you had Stephen Welsh at the back with Maurice Jens, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I hear it as here. So you had um you had Joe Hart and goal, Anthony Ralston, Stephen Welsh, Maurice Jens, Greg Taylor at the back. Um so real realistically, Jens was playing a lot, so realistically it's only Welsh that's not that wasn't a regular at that point. Ralston yeah. all right, Yaranovich was playing more, but as we've pointed out several times, Ralston, whenever he got put in the team, was playing well. Uh midfield three was Callum McGregor. And then Aaron Moy and David Turnbull. Obviously, Aaron Moy was still working his way through to fitness at that point. David Turnbull hasn't really been featuring from the start of this season at all. Uh, and then up front, Leila Labada, uh, Kyogo and Dyson Maida. So again, it, w- it was a st- it should have been a strong enough team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I go along with that. Shimon totally deserved it that day. Thought they executed a game plan and they did it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else is pointing out that Ange didn't like the revenge question either. He didn't. 
Ernest Junior yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was just sort of saying that that Derek Crawford there, yeah. I was just sort of saying it's a kind of unspoken word amongst players and managers, but you never actually say it publicly, mm -hmm. do you? But there is an element to it. And when you're asked that question, then you've got to give an answer at times, haven't you? So, yeah, people don't like these kind of words, especially football people. But I still think there's <coughs> an element of, of that about this game, Sean, that Celtic will still be smarting about that defeat and will want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. I think um, maybe, maybe revenge is the wrong word, but to say there won't be any sort of edge to playing against the only team they have beaten you this season would, yeah. would be disingenuous to me. I think there will be. It won't be a... Like probably Beach Boys is right. It won't be an all-out revenge mission because you, you, you really there was no sense of injustice. You you were not good the last time you played, so almost be to put put it right in your own heads rather than rather than anything else to do with St Mirren. Um, but I still think there will be that edge to it, and I wouldn't be surprised when you come to your score predictions. I, I, I've I've taken quite a few goals again for that reason. Um, I think there will be there will be a. A purpose. There's always a purpose to a Celtic game, but I think there will be a purpose to to kind of put that to bed that uh, for their own peace of mind, if nothing else. Like this from Tippy. Let's see a tone. Aye. Mm -hmm. I like okay, that. Yeah. I like that. That's a good word. Uh, yeah, I think there's a determination within the squad to atone for that because it is kind of black wise this season. But yes, Sean Sutman, not in great form actually. No, they're not two at all. No. Two wins the last ten. Yep. Five draws, five three draws, losses. Yep. Yeah, um, so, five draws, three losses. One in one, one in our last five, which is four draws, which yeah. actually sounds not bad when you think about it. But you're right when you extend it out to ten games, it's, it's two wins. Um, they've only kept one clean sheet since mid October, which I, as I always say every week, if nobody, if you're not keeping clean sheets and you're going to Parkhead, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, so since I think fifteenth of October, so that's over, that's over three months, four months. My miscount yeah. there. Um, but certainly since mid-October, they've not kept a clean sheet. And I realised it was the break for the World Cup, but it's still since mid-October, uh, and it's still Parkhead they're going to. So I don't see that I don't see that changing. But on the plus side for some men, I think they've still got the third-best defensive record in the league, have they? In terms of goals conceded. I don't know. I've not checked. I must admit, I've not checked. Uh, I'll check right now, though. Uh, All goals the Celtic Rangers have conceded goals, Correct, aye, correct, aye, they still have, aye, aye. Still six, Tony, 27 they've conceded in their 20 games, so obviously more than one a game, but the next best, um, obviously Celtic are best, Rangers, and then St Mirren, the next best after that's Livingston, with 30, so they're kind of comfortably the third best so far. Possibly explain the draws amongst there. Aye, although as I say, there's, there's no clean. There's only one clean sheet in there since. Um, yeah. Sorry, one clean sheet. Did I say they've not kept a clean sheet? You've been cutting in and out, Sean. So um, uh, I can't remember. Right. Okay. Oh, they kept. They've kept one clean sheet since mid October. Right. Is what I meant to say. Not that they've not kept a clean sheet, but. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But as you say, it's not not great for them. And, nah. But you know what happened the last time Celtic went to Paisley with high hopes and came a cropper. So nothing's guaranteed. Celtic well, on on that note, like, obviously they beat Celtic earlier in the season, but at Parkhead, it's actually only two in a row for Celtic. Because uh, St Mirren won as recently as January 2021, and all right, we know at that point of 2021, it was not going well for Celtic, put it that way. Um, <laughs> but still, it's not that long. Usually, usually it's a lengthy run be between wins at Parkhead for people. Um, I don't expect it to change. I don't expect that to be a, a renewed kind of run 
or anything for St Mirren. But nonetheless, it's only been two games that they've, they've not won it at Parkhead for. And I don't know, do you remember any of the survivors from that that squad? I told us one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, six still at the club. I would argue only only three really in with a chance of playing tonight. Forrest will be one of them. He was yeah. in that squad. No. no, he wasn't in that squad. No, he no. was never there. He must have been injured. Turnbull. Turnbull's there, right? Right, Turnbull. McGregor, obviously. McGregor, right, yep. Uh, i to think of the other. Would Welsh would have been? Would have been Welsh there? is, aye. That's not who I was thinking on, but Welsh was there, aye. Ralston and um, Ralston. Scott Bain yeah. and then Greg Taylor. Obviously, uh, yeah. Taylor's injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, Welsh... I mean, he's not. Did they actually confirm if he's still picking up, if he's still injured, or if he's just not in the squads, or, or what? I don't know what the situation with Welsh is just now. Um, I think you said the guys were coming back, didn't he? Right. Yeah, but I don't uh, know. What you'd imagine out of those, obviously Taylor injured, Turnbull, McGregor, and Ralston are the three that I was thinking might be in with a shout. I play McGregor will play. Mm. Uh, Ralston, I don't know. It depends because he's he's been out for a few weeks there. Um, but beyond that. And this is where I go back to the silver lining rather than, oh, this is the last time St Mirren beat Celtic at Parkhead. But beyond that, uh, that January 2021 win, St Mirren haven't won at Celtic Park this millennium, Tony. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I knew they had a poor record there at Celtic Park. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I was hoping that continues. Now, Sean, Aidan and myself did uh, our predicted 11s. Want to have a, a wee look at that, Sean? Yeah, I, put yours up first. Yeah, put mine's up first, yeah. There you go. I've, uh, people might say it's a controversial lineup, Sean, but I just heard the word there'll be changes, so I made some changes. So there you go. You see my defence. Johnston comes back in. He spoke about Johnston. He mentioned Johnston and he bigged up Bernabe. So I thought, yep, he like. He was making positive noises towards Bernabe, so I think he'll get the nod. And then I've, uh, Moyes came out in my midfield. I just thought McGregor, Hattati and O'Reilly. We'll start, but the biggest ones being in is Hak Sabanovic and Jack Jackamakis, Sean. Something Aye, I, I think it probably is. That's, that's fair. Aye. But my yeah. reasoning behind that is I, I just like Hak Sabanovic. I really do. And I, yeah. I want to see more of him. And I think the Celtic supporters want to see more of him. thought Jota was a wee bit off it at Hamden on Saturday. So just thought, well, if Hak Sabanovic is back fit, give him a wee run out see what he brings to the table. And Jackamakis, I just thought he might get a wee reward for scoring a clinching goal on Saturday and see if it's his last, you know, well, we keep getting told it's his last game, but he keeps coming on and playing, doesn't he? And <laughs> so, we'll just um, Andrew Gillier came in saying he'd, Andrew Gillier came in saying he'd rest Atate. Um, this is the 21st successive competitive start, I think it would be. Yeah, uh, I'm getting I'm losing I'm losing count now. I said it at the eighteenth and then I, I keep forgetting where I am at this point, but um <coughs> I just don't see it. I don't see it. I think he'll still play. Um no, I, I do play. think it would be good to see Turnbull get some game time, to be honest. But I, I just I don't think it will happen today. Um in terms of my team, uh, I agree with you, Tony, first and foremost. I, I want to see Haxabanovich more. I think the more he plays, the better he's going to get. Uh, that said, I have not taken him to start just because of the way that is Porsche Cogley mentioned that they'd returned. Uh, same with Ralston, I've not put him to start either. It's good that they're back available. I've I mean, and to be honest, if anybody's going to start and maybe come off at half time or something, it'll be Haxabanovich because that's happened to him a couple of times. 
I just think it, it sounded to me like he might he might come off the bench. Um, <laughs> I've went with Juranovic at right back. Um, I've no qualms if it's if it's Johnston. Um, as I said earlier on, despite I don't want to use the word revenge now that we've agreed it shouldn't be the word to use, but I'm clearly influenced by that St Mirren game <laughs> uh, in Paisley. So I've I've tried to pick as many as the, the players that started that game as I feasibly think I can. Uh, and it's basically the, the same front three that started that loss that I've gone for. Uh, and then the same midfield bar, Hattati coming in for Turnbull. Um, the defence is wildly different due to the injuries and signings. And obviously, Carter Vickers was injured at the time that they went to St Mirren. Um, no surprise, maybe, given they conceded twice then. Um, but I've went for Juranovic to start again, although I would like to see Johnston. I'm, I can't I deny that. I'd like to see Johnston start. Uh, I don't know if Ralston's going to go straight back in. But again, I'm fine if he does. Taylor's still out, so I agree with you. Mm. Alexandro Bernabe over there mm. again at left back. Um, centre backs in Paisley was, was Stephen Welsh and Maurice Jens, but this time I, I just see him going back to Carter Vickers and Starfield, continue with the two of them. So uh, it's very mm. different for me, Tony, in that area. But further forward, I've let that, I've definitely let that influence my thinking probably more than I should have. <laughs> um, especially since, as I say, like you, I want to see Haxabanovich start again if he's fit enough to do it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, I you know, you, we try and second guess him, don't we? And it's, it's all good fun. We would like to see if we can. But yeah, I, I uh, based it on the fact that he said it would, he said he would need really freshened up. He just feels there's been a lot of football played with a lot of guys and took its toll that heavy part the other day. You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I got to remember the, the next game after this is. Uh, yeah, you've got to remember the next game yeah. after this is a, a cup game against a, a second tier uh, second tier team. So that's yeah. the one that you can uh, mark for maybe a heavier rotation. But nonetheless, yeah. he's, he's said there will be changes. But then again, he, as I said, there's always changes. It just depends how yeah. many. I think that I'd, I'd kind of hung my hat on seeing the likes of a water in that game. Yeah. Uh, the Morton game. The Morton uh, game, yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe Kobayashi as well in the Morton game. So I, I, I wouldn't rule that out as you see talk about rotation. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the three of us have all picked uh, different teams, haven't we? We have. I've got Aiden seed as well, even though he's not here to defend himself. So let's tear it apart, Tony. Let's tear it apart. <laughs> um, to be fair, Aiden, he is the only guy to pick Jota. Of the yes, three. he is. Um, mm-hmm. And the only, the only constant in our front threes is Maida. Because we've not, not none of the three of us have got the same front three. You've went uh, Maida, Jakimakis, Haksabanovic. I've went Maida, Kyogo, Abada, and then as you can see on the screen, Aidan's went Maida, Jakimakis, and Jota. So Maida's the only one getting a start, according to us, for definite. Well, I think Maida is uh, is in pretty imperious form at the minute. So you wouldn't yep. drop Maida, would you? He's just had a wee purple patch, and I think he seems to be enjoying his football, and he's bringing a lot to the table, both offensively and defensively, so and I think that's, he's ticking all the boxes that the manager loves, and you know, he's always said that about uh, Maida, it's not just he's, he's selfless, I think was the phrase yeah. for him at uh, Easter Road, I think you saw that on Saturday uh, I think you see that in a lot of the players, but Maida particularly, he always seems to whenever people are having a hard, giving Maida a hard time for maybe not scoring, he always Flags up what Maida actually does. Oh, part, uh, part of that was kind of why, and I realise this is getting more ludicrous, even though he's hitting a, 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 a form. <laughs> but that's that's kind of why 
I thought he was an underdog for the top scorer, mostly because I just felt, and I said this at the time, I felt he might play more than any of the other forwards more consistently yes. because he's one of Ange Postecoglou's favourites, but he's also, even when he's not, as we've seen earlier in the season, even when he's not hitting the target, he just brings so much in, in, in terms of work rate and off the ball stuff that I just felt yeah. he would play maybe the most minutes of the front three. I might be proved wrong yeah. in that coming end of the season. Maybe maybe Jota will have played more, maybe Kyogo will have played more, but I just uh, that that was my logic. You, you would never fault Maida's work rate application efforts and endeavour, but what you have got recently, an ally to that, is uh, his ability to take a chance now. Yep. Goal, goal at Easter Road was different gravy, and also his goal that was disallowed on Saturday was different gravy as well. Yeah, the way they, really good finish. Yep. The way he picked it out of the top corner, and, that, and that's a confident guy. His goal at Ibrooks as well, ran through, took advantage of the slack pass, shrugged off, mm-hmm. uh, Tavernier and then slotted it away. Just a guy on the top of his game at the minute, and I think the manager recognised that. And I think a lot of the Celtic supporters recognise that too, and uh, are enjoying the fact that he's bringing his A game to the table. And he's actually a potent weapon, isn't he? And I think he's one of these guys that he's underrated by opposition mm, until but, they play directly against him. Yeah, uh, because I think they just kind of see him as a, as a workhorse. Nah. You know who runs about. But my, my goodness, he contributes. He loves to get yeah. into those positions. That's kind of what yeah. um, what you've seen in the Champions League. And I obviously broke down the, the kind of 10 best, if you want to put it that way, 10 best missed chances of the Champions mm-hmm. League because Celtic missed a fair amount. Uh, and Maida featured prominently in that. There's no getting away from that. But what I did take away from it was that he didn't necessarily let the fact that he missed a real sitter get to him because he did get back into the positions he, did, he was there to miss them again if you want to put it that way which is what you're told from boys club level don't like just as long as you make that run as long as you get back in one of them will go in now, obviously in the Champions League they didn't go in but it didn't it didn't deter him from making that run and that's what Postacoglu loves about him I, well the manager said that the other day about Kilmarnock after the Kilmarnock game when he squared it across for the first goal the opening goal in that tight first half and he said the one thing he's guaranteed about Maida is he's going to run at you and if he doesn't get the ball over the first time, he's going to run at you again. He's going to keep running at you. He's going to keep making those runs. That's the pass that I alluded to from Burnaby, yep. which was a brilliant pass. Spotted the run. Maida executes the ball over. Impossible to defend. Tap in 1-0. So that's what he brings to the table, Maida. And, I, and I'm enjoying watching him just now. I, I think uh, he has taken a wee bit of stick from Celtic fans, you know, probably harshly, because he's maybe not... He's not Kyogo or he's not Jackie Marcus, <laughs> that kind of thing. So yeah, and uh, fair play to him and more power to him. And I'm enjoying watching him now. You know, you kind of study him closely and you uh-huh. see in, in greater depth. Because when you listen to the manager, you do look at players and you think, oh yeah, he is doing that. And and he's just I remember he, um, last year. Church, I last year um, near the end of the season during the running, uh, I kind of broke down one of his performances. I think it was a Ross yeah. County game at Parkhead. Uh, based, based, basically, it was based off the fact one of my pals who doesn't regularly go to the games, but he was at that game, and he just he messaged me as soon as he came out saying that man he does an absolute pest, didn't he? Um, <laughs> so I was in the headline and everything, and I just broke it down, kind of what he was doing and when, and have a couple of clips and a couple of screenshots and different things, and what stuck out to me not only the relentless stuff, which I think everybody notices now, uh, and not even just the runs that he was making, but despite this kind of reputation that he's got mm-hmm. of like maybe not having the shooting boots sometimes and maybe suffering for a wee bit of the Kenny Miller sometimes that whether he's if he's made to think about it, he'll maybe sky it, that kind of thing. Um he was 
actually really good with his link-up play in that game, and, and maybe it's not, not a feature of, of his game in, in week to week, but certainly in that game, some of the touches he came off when some of the the layoffs that he was he was pulling off was was uh, was high quality. There's no there's no getting away from it, and I think he's got that in his locker. But as you say, maybe people don't realise that until they're up directly uh, against them. They yeah. maybe think, right, well, he'll run and he'll run and he'll run, but he's maybe one of those players that they think, well. It's not the end of the world if he's get the ball near the box because he's they don't trust him to uh, yeah. to finish it until they come up against him and he's in this kind of form where you think oh no I can't I let him shoot uh, yeah correct and that, and yeah. that's and I think that's what the the manager loves about him too and I think he he, he is he, he gives everything for the team because mm. I think his teammates like him as well oh I, you would you would love playing with a guy like that wouldn't you well, you know and just he, he, what what an engine he's got you know just he, he is one of those selfless team players of which Celtic team is full of them but him more so than MD I, I Lo- loves a wee uh, as much as he's got the work rate he actually loves a wee physical battle as well as I said about the the, the double header against Lewis Mayo who's who's bigger than him I know I know he's Maida's not exactly big anyway but Lewis Mayo's quite big for a, a right back and quite robust physically and uh, the two of them had a, a ding dong. The two of them for for the, the first game at Parkhead especially, but they've done it again at the semi final. And Maida loves it. You can tell he likes it. It does. Uh, it does not mind it one bit. He doesn't shut from it, does he? Let's be honest. And and that's and that's a, a great attribute to have, especially Scottish football. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going yeah. to I'm going to draw your attention Tony to the top of the screen there, the uh, Alexandro Bernabe position, right? Because we had a mm-hmm. few comments. Derek Crawford says he thinks that mm-hmm. you're <laughs> Left back, um, Steve McGrory comes in saying wouldn't be against seeing Kobayashi playing at left back because uh, it gets him some game time while preserving the central defensive partnership. Um, we've all gone for Bernabe to play left back. Do you think there is any chance it's anybody other than him? I uh, I was listening to the manager. I mean, he was asked questions directly about Bernabe and he was singing his praises. So I based it on that. Now he might throw the curveball and play somebody like Kobayashi at left, left back. Uh, I'm not too sure. I, I, I get back to that. Uh, you know, there's a league to be won here. Mm-hmm. And he made a lot of changes in the St. Martin game away in Paisley in September. And it came back to bite Celtic. So as much as he's promised changes, you know, I don't think he'll think of too much in terms of positional changes. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I think he'll just be like for like, Bernabe at left back for me, Kobayashi could play there. I don't think he would put Ralph uh, Juranovic there or Ralston for that matter. I just think you stick with what you've got in, in terms of natural yeah. left backs. And I think Bernabe, you know, I think everybody says Bernabe blows hot and cold. But yeah. the manager was uh, singing these praises yesterday, and that's a real confidence boost for somebody like Bernabe to hear. And if he gives them the nod, for this game, then you go out and show why the manager spoke so highly of you. I I, I agree with you. I, I don't mm-hmm. think you, you speak that highly of somebody to give them a pep up and then not play them in the next game, especially with Taylor still not ready. Yeah. Um, I've put in a link to just on the subject of Burnaby that um, Stuart Ross <coughs> dug into the data and had a wee look at his performances yeah. and stuff today because it's six months since he signed. So kind of looking at what he's brought to the table, where he needs to improve if it's maybe over the top, some of the criticism, because he, he is prone to giving the ball away, he is prone to a turnover. But there was a conversation Stuart was having uh, on Twitter last night with, with um, Tony McLaughlin, Celtic Trends, if you follow him on Twitter, 
Um, and they were basically both agreed that turnovers is something you can you can work that out of your game, but you can't necessarily coach somebody into having the pace that Bernabe's got or coach somebody into having the attacking instinct that he's got. So the tools just are very much there. He's only 22. You've got to remember he's coming to a new country, all of that stuff. He's, he's not that experienced as a senior pro, certainly not in the kind of club that Celtic is. So basically, Stuart's piece was very much data-driven, but it was still the crux of it was just far too early to write him off. Um, and for that reason as well, I, I just think he's going to get this run while Taylor's not available. When Taylor's back available, right, fair enough. I think everybody knows he's the first choice. Um, but it's up to Bernabe. You're always talking about yellow jerseys. You can only try and get the yellow jersey when you get your chance, and he's getting his chance just now. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, John O'Neill's comment there. Sorry, on you go, Tony. You see, a lot of guys are quick to highlight deficiencies, like someone Starfelt makes a mistake or Benabi makes a mistake, but I think it also is right. You, you've got to highlight when they do something really well, and I thought mm-hmm. his past Maida for the opening goal against Kilmarnock in the league game at Celtic Park was superb. Well, first yep. of all, you, you, you've got a split second to make up your mind on that. We've got to spot the run for a start, and then to play, play it with that kind of accuracy and precision, you know, so yeah, you have to turn around and see when guys do things that are, you know, are they perform very well in certain situations, and you have to big them up too. So I think that's what the manager was kind of alluding to yesterday when he was talking about Bernabe in going terms, saying, "Listen, there's a player here, you know." So, and yeah, David Ferguson saying that he had a chance to show what he can do when Taylor was out. So, and you know, I, I he didn't have the greatest game at Hamden the other day, but he wasn't alone in that. So Celtic still still won the game. And yeah, he's young. And I you know and, and that's my thoughts. He's the raw materials there, Sean. Yeah. He, he um, Derek Crawford came in saying he read the Red Stewart yeah. earlier bit piece earlier. It was good as usual. I appreciate that Derek. Um a few comments I, I flicked it up saying can he can he play left back Kobayashi and I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago I mentioned it when, when he was first linked as well not really like he's played left back but I wouldn't say that that's in any way where he's been signed for Celtic to play mm-hmm. um, especially when you've got Taylor or he's injured just now and then an actual left back in Burnaby who's young and been bought this season I just don't see that happening uh, I don't think it would do Kobayashi any favours either to throw him in at left back no. um, when he's been signed to be that left centre back that can pass the ball and be an actual lefty Um that, that Celtic have been kind of needing, I would say. I know Starfield's been doing well there, but he's still obviously playing on the wrong side. And I think that gets exploited sometimes. So I think uh, I, I just would... You never you can never rule it out, but I, I wouldn't expect to see Kobayashi play left-back. And I think it was um, something like 500 minutes he's played as a left-back, as a, as a professional in senior football. Right. Uh, I think it was only four starts as a left-back. So... He has played there, but not in any sort of length of time that you could say he is a left-back or anything like that, or he can play left-back. He has played there, but I just don't see that happening. I would be surprised to see that, to be fair. But again, the manager's promised changes, Sean. So, mm. hey, we, we have put our 11 there, it's there, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> it shot down, as it always is. I, I love doing it, Tony, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I don't please. like getting things wrong, but you need to make your peace with it. I predicted Alvin, especially when I was supposed to call the manager that you're second-guessing. And um, I, I just like, I like doing it. Actually, like we, doing we, it. we challenged the, the viewers and the contributors to, to do theirs as well and see mm-hmm. how they get on. And, you know, and yeah, it's, uh, we have a laugh with it. That's the thing about it, you know. And then we have a week in a 
fun over social media with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't remember what did we get on Saturday. We got well, nine, nine, was it? Nine, no, uh, nine. Something nine like that. yeah. So, that's listen, it's I, I think the all of us got his cup tie apart, yeah. Well, well, last year, I think we're well, usually upwards of eight and nine, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Usually, mm-hmm. I usually you get occasional mm-hmm. six or seven, which is embarrassing, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, but I day, anyway. <laughs> probably the night. <laughs> I'll come back to you in that later, guys. It's five out of eleven, you know. Something like <laughs> must do better, must do better, you know. But hey, there you go. But it's another game, Sean. Where, as like everything else, three points mm-hmm. is a must. Celtic need to be clinical, professional, turn up, perform. Yeah. And as the manager always says, if they do all those things, tick the results, tick the performance box. The results should surely follow. And if mm-hmm. they play that brand of football, they will be difficult to stop. That's that's the way it usually pans out. Aye, that's that's exactly it. And um, was the word we used earlier on atonement? Atonement. I think, yes. I, think that, I think they will atone for the uh, earlier loss to St. Mirren. Yeah, I, I I'm fully in agreement with that. Are we going to make predictions, Sean? Do I do that? I I think uh, I mean I'm I'm happy to go first because I've I've went. 4-0 again. <laughs> third thing <laughs> lucky, because it's been the third game in a row I've, I've, I've tipped 4-0. Um, but I've, I've went 4-0 okay. again. <laughs> okay. And in time, honour to dish, I usually go one more, don't I? So I'll go yep. 5-0 then. All not? right, you're with Jerry Smith then. Brian Jerry. Roberts has went 1-4. Um, <laughs> David Gillespie saying he can see it going to a similar way to the midweek game against the last season. He's going 2-0. Um, Robert Gibson, 3-1. Patrick McLaughlin, 3-1. Maria Dillon, 3-0, 6-0, 3-0, <laughs> there we go. Two yeah, I, mean, I think most people are pretty confident that Celtic will be guarantee a, a home win, Sean, nah. regardless of what team the manager puts out. That I mean, be... it was 6-0 at home last year, mm-hmm. last season. Not yeah. last year, last season. Mm-hmm. The strong, I think the, there's a strong enough quality about Celtic to overcome opposition and mm-hmm. To overcome the challenges, which Andrew always talks about in these uh, press conferences prior to matches, that every team sets out a different challenge to Celtic, but they have this uncanny knack and ability to overcome them. So, <laughs> Gordon Coney, double digit Wednesday, 10 now. You having that, Sean? <laughs> Here, we've said before it could happen. It could happen to someone, almost happened to Dundee United. Um, it could almost it, it could happen to somebody this season. I don't know if it'll be the night, but it could happen to somebody this season. I just I'm laughing at Beach Boys saying how much will it cost the engraver to get Greg Taylor's name off of the TCW player. <laughs> how does he know, Tony? How does he know? Oh well, favoritism kicking in here, Sean. With <laughs> the, you know, particular biased the German <laughs> Robert Gibson, the German Vixie Tony Wardrobe is back. Yes, well. <laughs> No digging today until maybe this afternoon. Hard going, yes. I do like that word, scudding, but always. And if there's clacking a cudding, as you always say. And if there's clacking a cudding, Sean, indeed. I like my rhymes. <laughs> if someone's doing in there's clacking a cudding, I agree with 1888 CFC, but Celtic to win 7 1. Okay, cool. Coming in saying Moy to take a penalty 3 1. That's actually yeah. an interesting one. Do you think Moy is a penalty taker now that he's uh, that people have missed a couple and, and he took one and scored one, didn't he? He did indeed, and he took it with great aplomb. It yeah. was no nonsense, just buried in the bottom corner. I don't know, actually, if he'll be the designated penalty taker, but 
you know, it's been a problem for Celtic in mm. the past with Jackie Marcus missing a couple, Jelanovic missing a couple. So, I, I, I mean, I guess it's one of them. It's a, the yellow jersey thing, Sean, in terms of penalties, isn't it? Or whoever's, aye, on, aye. whoever's on the park at the time, but. Well, that, 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 a, lot of it's to do with that, yeah. a lot of it is to do with that. You know, but <clears throat> yeah, Mark E. As long as they don't, as long as they don't do I uh, Alexander Mitrovic. Do you see that? Yes. A film double uh, double double hit it. I don't know if that's what you call it, but it, it hit it, uh, and then hit it off his own foot and it went and had to get it uh, disallowed. So I just don't want whenever if Celtic do get a penalty for can all three guys are on the park that. Penalty takers to, to argue about. No, I think I that that's the worst part. And know, that's when the the captain that at that point just wanders over and says, "Right, gives the ball. It's such and such." Hopefully, he doesn't yeah. take it because he's not going to get regular. I'm sure that's when I am out before they go on the part. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it was just. You never know that. I remember doing the Premier League. I think it was Everton. I remember. Um, I think Leighton Baines must have been off the park or something, and uh, Kevin Morales demanded to take a penalty. I think. And it was someone else was meant to be taking it, and it a, a, an argument ensued. And uh, I can't remember who the, the captain was, but they never really done much. They just kind of watched it unfold. And I've always thought, well, no, in that situation, the captain must know who the penalty taker is. So just go over yeah. and take charge of the situation, because it puts whoever takes it off. Um, aye, it, it puts whoever ends up taking it off a wee bit, having argued before it and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm That's not saying it. that will happen. I don't think it will, but still. Yeah. Patrick McLaughlin flicked up, yeah, Simon Lynch and Sean Maloney, yeah, fight, I remember that, and I was also Celtic Rangers game at Celtic Park when Joe Miller argued with somebody and took the mm. ball and ended up missing, I think Celtic ended up losing the game 2-1, that would have made it two each, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm with you on that one, uh, I think it does put the, the mm. taker off eventually because I don't think they're in the right frame of mind if they argue and about even, it. Even if, um, <clears throat> see, if it's someone that wants a penalty that's not really meant to take it, but they get given it, I still think that's put they've put themselves off by asking for it because the pressure is even higher because you've taken that off your teammate, that kind of thing. Of course, yeah. I mean, all in the proviso that they get a penalty, Sean. That's true. I, there's a couple of comments in there saying there's no reason to discuss this. They're not getting a penalty. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if it's my, I'm not too perturbed. Took his last one with a plum and scored it. That's all you want. You just want somebody who's had the penalty to take it and score it. As, as hard a task as that may seem. Yep. 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 Uh, there's one more topic, I think, Tori, Eric. It's the transfers latest. We were just going to draw attention to, um, a, yes. to a, a, a transfer link that's in there in the last couple of hours, we think. Oh, Hyung Gu. Is that right? Is that how you're yep. saying it? I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. Aye. That's morning. Yeah. But I believe the the update has come from Korean media who are maybe latching on to mm-hmm. a report that was in the, the Daily Express. Aye, that, that's what I can see. Anyway. Yeah, Aye, that's what I can see. I surfaced again this morning, but I noticed that although it says like reports on the Korean media say when when you actually go to the Korean media report that it's been linked to. Of themselves linking to a report from the the Express over here a couple of days ago, just saying yeah. that he's a scouting option. So I wouldn't get too too bogged down in that one today, really, unless anything else changes. No, and I, and again, it, it's one of those people putting two and two together and saying this will be a replacement for potentially, potentially, yeah, potentially, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The manager again had his say on George's Jackie Marcus yesterday, so yep. Uh, and he's in my which is good news for us yeah. because you had already written your uh, your newsletter <laughs> yes, on uh, yeah. Tuesday night or Monday. Yeah. 
Um, we once were again, here. fleeing for people to see sense. <laughs> and uh, Yakimakis to stay, get a wee bit more money. It's certainly for Celtic not to sell him for the three million being quoted. Um, I, I think and, I uh, was on Tenter Hooks's hands was saying about <laughs> uh, after that uh, newsletter. Listen, that. I had nailed, I say that in the piece, that I'd nailed my colours to the mast earlier on this one. I genuinely thought that Jackie Marcus would sign a new deal. I thought everybody would get round the table and get, come to some sort of amicable solution. Mm-hmm. I've made the point, I'm not talking about breaking wage structures or breaking the bank. I was just talking about if, we don't know what the problem is, if there's a problem, but if there's been promises made mm-hmm. verbally or assurances that he would get more money then, I think it's fair to say after last season's exploits, he's worth a rise, but mm. I don't want a player like that to take the rise out of Celtic, if you get what I mean. So it can be exorbitant demands and, you know, agents fill players' heads with nonsense. And I look at the, the fact as well that the calibre of team that's, come in, that's coming in for him or that he's been linked with, you know, uh, could he do better? Possibly, but I, yeah. I, I go... I, I go back to what the manager said. It's not his job to keep players happy. And if they want more game time, then good luck. Go elsewhere. And uh-huh. But good luck finding that football utopia that you get at Celtic, that uh-huh. happiness. And, you know, the competing at the in the best tournament, club tournament in the world, the Champions League, and competing for prizes and being successful and getting the adulation of so many supporters around the world. I mean, you, you find it hard to replace that void in your life once you leave Celtic. And if you're going to go and it's and it's for monetary reasons and you're looking after your family, fine. Football's entitled to to go where they want, where they you know, go where they feel or go where they want and it's a short mm-hmm. career. And I get all that. But I'm talking about personal happiness. And Ange Postacog was referenced it before. If you don't have personal happiness playing for Celtic at this moment in time and at this juncture, then I don't really know what you want. You know, so there you go. Uh, I mean, I was listening to you. I put, by the way, I've put the link to your article that I was talking about in the in the comments. Everybody wants to read it, but I've uh, I was listening to you reading yesterday, and I just, to me, as much as I think Kevin Nisbet is a good player, I just one, I think Hibs. I know the contract situation is not ideal, but I think because it's a, a team in the same league, Hibs could easily ask for the the bulk of what they're going to get. Celtic would presumably get for George Oshakamakis, the way that it stands just now. You've got to ask yourself, is that worth it? Is he an upgrade? He's probably not an upgrade. Um, he's probably either about the same or slightly slightly worse. I do think he's a good player, but it comes back to that thing where if you're improving the squad, surely the next striker that comes in has got to be capable of challenging Kyogo for a starting berth. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think Kevin Nisbet is capable of that because he's just not as good a player. Um, and I don't no. think he brings enough different qualities like Jakimakis does to feasibly be an alternative that could challenge him. So, to me, that that doesn't really make sense. And I think it was almost an automatic, oh, well, they must be after Nisbet again, that kind of thing. Um, I might be able to be proved wrong on that. I suppose we'll see. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think I don't think that's the, the, the way to go. Um, but ultimately, if, if they do get rid of Jack and Marcus, they need another striker in. They, yeah, of course. I mean, you've made the case before, they might need another one anyway. But... Um, <laughs> To me, it's got to be somebody capable of, uh, yeah, of challenging Kyogo, and I, I just don't think he is. I've also said before, he's he's highly popular with his manager, his yeah. <laughs> his fellow teammates, and also the fans. So I, I just um, something is going on here, something that we're not, uh, you know, party to, and we don't know yet. 
but you know, I just, I just think it's, I, I don't know, I just don't see the wisdom in letting Jack and Marcus go at this juncture, and um, and I say the, the three protagonists and all of this, of you know, the sell you know, Michael Nicholson, Anne's Postacol, being one protagonist, Anne's Postacol, uh, sorry, Jack and Marcus and his agents, they, they'll, they'll have to come to some sort of arrangement at some point in the next couple of weeks, and it will play out the way it does. I would be bitterly disappointed to see him go. No, no one's irreplaceable, but I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. If you're going to bring somebody in, then they have to be better mm-hmm. than Jack Marcus, or at least like-minded in the fact that they'll challenge Kyogo. But the longer it goes on, the less time you have to bring said player in if Jack Marcus gets sold. That's that's my, my point as well. You know, but again, the, and I've said that as well, that the manager's the most relaxed guy about this. Hi. Whenever he's asked, he just and that's why I, I, I kind of he, he likes a bit of reverse psychology, doesn't he? Which is why I've included him in the team tonight because I think that's the kind of guy I'm supposed to call words that he'll reward them for his past couple of cameo performances because he has come on and he's made a big difference. Aye, um, it, it very well might. I just I also think it would be harsh on Kyogo to. Rotate him out after one game of of not scoring, uh, yeah. and 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 a game where he did play that massive uh, that that lovely ball through to Maida, albeit it was yeah, offside. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't rule it out. I would think he might start against Morton um, instead uh, if he's here. I suppose. Yeah, there you go. There we have it. Well, that's been over forty-five minutes, Sean. Again, yeah. Talking about uh, Celtic. Thank you guys for all the comments in the comment section. We appreciate it. We always do. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We appreciate the community that we've built on the Celtic Way Morning Briefing. We hope you enjoy it. We certainly do. Yep. And as always, have a wonderful Wednesday. Result dependent, of course, isn't it? <laughs> so I'll always couch it by saying that. But I'll just draw your attention again to the bottom of your screen, the start line. And it's our new offer. You subscribe to the Celtic Way and the first 100 new subscribers will receive that wonderful limited edition A3 artwork of Callum McGregor by popular Celtic artist made by Frankie. All for the click of a button and also cost you a pound for four months of unlimited access to everything that we write on the website. All you have to do is just click that www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Guys, thank you for those kind comments. We yep. it really do means a lot to us. We're glad you enjoy it. And we also thank Seneca for their sponsorship. Now, Cel- the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca, the number one hair transplant company in Europe and offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Celtic Place at Merlin, John, atonement, not revenge. We'll end with that. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Sean. First class as always. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, guys.